the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You are listening to the Advanced Colorado Rundown, Colorado's conservative podcast, providing insight and thought-provoking discussions on Colorado's most critical policy issues. Let's join Michael Fields for today's edition. Welcome to another episode of Advanced Colorado Rundown. I'm Christy Burton-Brown, Senior Policy Advisor here at, at Advanced Colorado. And today I'm joined with Ken Witt who's the superintendent of Woodland Park School District and has an extensive bio, having worked for Fortune 500 companies, been the president of the Jeffco School Board, and has started his own BOCES as well that really promotes school choice throughout Colorado. So Ken, welcome to the Advanced Colorado Podcast. We're thrilled to have you today. Thank you very much, Christy. I'm uh, delighted to be with you today. Absolutely. And and as we talk about school choice and education in Colorado, which is one of the main issues Advanced Colorado focuses on, and a lot of people who go through our training program want to run for school boards, uh, Woodland Park has gotten so much attention, not only in Colorado news, but national news for what's going on at the school board and what you as a superintendent are doing. But as many conservatives know, often the national media gets it very wrong. So there have been a lot of false accusations reported about what's going on at Woodland Park, and I'd love to get your take on the reality of the situation on the ground. Absolutely. We can talk about uh, uh, two or three of the larger issues that perhaps are being misrepresented out there, but I think the to, to start with, the, there's been a declining enrollment pattern in Woodland Park for a number of years, mm-hmm. uh, and when this new board was elected, Uh, They immediately took steps to focus education back on education, to focus the public school system back on educating students. Not a lot. (laughs) Exactly. And immediately that uh, has helped turn the, has in fact turned the tide. Uh, We were one of the two largest uh, enrollment growth districts in the state last year. And uh, this year it is flat. We are not losing any significant enrollment as well. So we're holding that uh, increased enrollment. Uh, And part of that uh, initiative was to bring in a charter school that had been opened here and a significant number of people had left the district to attend that charter school, but the district had not approved it. Uh, When this board took a seat, they said, look, the community wants this school. We absolutely want it to be a part of uh, the Woodland Park school system. And they chartered it. And uh, that school is, in fact, the enrollment growth in the district uh, presently. And so the demand for excellent educational choices is welcomed in Woodland Park. The the school choice uh, opportunities are welcomed in Woodland Park. Uh, We announced a total opportunity initiative this last year, which simply means that we announced that any child may get transportation to any school in our school district. Uh, the point being that choice only matters if, in fact, you can access your choices. That's and so important. Yeah, I think is. transportation is one of the issues in education that's not talked about as much, but needs so much more attention because you're right. If a child 
who needs to go to a better school simply can't get there. How is that real choice? And, and I haven't seen any of this in any of the articles about Woodland Park bringing light uh, to the fact that you've opened a school parents were asking for, that you're innovating what transportation looks like in a school district to give open access to all kids. That's what the story should be covering, but they're not. So glad right. you're explaining it today. That's right. Thank, thank you for that. Uh, we are working very hard to ensure that we have great schools in Woodland Park, that all of our schools are doing great that parents have the ability to access the educational model that they like best, that they believe is the best fit for each of their children. And it's not always the same answer. I I tell people, uh, you know, school choice isn't about opting out of one school. Uh, It's about opting into having access to the school that you believe is the best fit for your child. I had three different kids in different high schools in a school system because each one had a different need and needed a different environment. And they thrived in their own environments and their own personal framework and need. Uh, I believe that every parent should be paying attention to where will my child get the education that fits their learning style, that fits their social uh, aspect, that fits their their focus and their their opportunity, the opportunities they're seeking the best. And so uh, we hope that every Woodland Park parent will be thoughtful about enrolling their student in in the school that they believe is best for each of their children. Absolutely. And I think you're right, Ken, that that's what school choice is all about. It's providing multiple opportunities for children to thrive and giving parents the opportunity to pick any of them. It would be, it'd be lovely if we saw more school districts across Colorado adopting this basic theory that parents get to choose and we provide them with options. There's certainly a model going on in Woodland Park of how it should be done. I would love to hear your take as the superintendent on the curriculum battle that went down in Woodland Park. Um, So many parents across Colorado want curriculum transparency. They want to know what their kids are being taught. Many unhappy with what's being forced on their kids in the classroom. But it became a national battle with, I think, your history and civics curriculum in Woodland Park. Is that that That's right. That's right. Let me start by saying that the state worked on revision of the social studies standards, which parallel, the the equivalent of civic standards in Colorado. Uh, They worked very hard on those and and, uh, peppered them with a number of issues that uh, began to distract from teaching history and teaching civics and understanding of government. Um, And in that debate about uh, revising the standards, uh, two out of the five uh, state board members, I'm sorry, three out of the seven state board members at the time uh, proposed the American birthright standard as a quality standard that would focus back on a true civics education. Uh, four out of the seven voted to, to adopt a, a, a peppering of, of minor changes to the system that was already there. But we had thoughtful consideration at the state board level and, and endorsement among more than a couple of state board uh, representatives of the American birthright standard. Here in Woodland Park, we took a hard look at that and said, yes, there is a gap in education, civics education in Colorado standards. We need to be more thorough. We need to do a better job of ensuring that students understand the government that they actually live under, that they understand the founding principles of this country, that they're equipped, informed, and and trained to critically think in a manner that they can be productive, self-reliant citizens of this great republic. And uh, so we want to make certain that our standards are thorough and complete. We, uh, we 
adopted the American birthright standard and said, yes, we will meet or exceed the state academic standards. Uh, We will certainly teach the Holocaust and financial literacy as required in Colorado law as well, but it's not good enough. We will make certain that we cover those gaps and those inadequacies in Colorado academic standards and civics by uh, making certain that we conform to the American birthright standard and provide a complete and thorough uh, education in American civics. That's great. And it's, it's my understanding, first of all, that it's a great standard that you've, you've adopted to meet or exceed the state standards, whereas I think so many school boards just go ahead and meet the standards and don't think outside the box like you've done at Woodland Park to go beyond those and give kids and parents what they're really looking for in a strong historical education. And, and secondly, I think it seems to me the school board of Woodland Park and yourself has worked really well with the parents in the district, whereas I think it's easy for people like from the national media and the, the statewide eye to come in and say, oh, Woodland Park shouldn't be doing this and create an uproar. But you guys are really connected to your community. I know some of your school board members have been there forever and know what parents are really wanting. And what has that response from parents looked like to you as the superintendent as as you've implemented these changes? Uh, Sometimes it's hard to get uh, a, a measure by vocal response. Unfortunately, you get loud opposition that is organized. And sometimes it's a majority, sometimes it's a minority. So you also need to look at how the community is responding and with the choices they're making in regard to what you provided. Um, So number one, we certainly have our loud organized opposition. uh, But at the same time, we have six great schools in Woodland Park, and one of them is continuing to see significant enrollment growth. So we know the community is very interested in the school choices that have been offered, the, the, the charter school that's been opened here as well. Uh, so pay attention to where, where people are actually sending their children. Uh, also, uh, on, the, on the, the issue of standards, uh, the Colorado Educators Association, the CEA, and we have our local chapter of it uh, as well, recently passed a resolution saying, uh, is saying that capitalism is bad and hurts students and hurts public schools and and we should change our system. And in fact, they used the Marxist line of reasoning for uh, everyone should have the same outcomes. Um, and quite frankly, they've drawn a line in the sand and declared that they hate America. And we take a different view of this great country And we remember that the purpose of public education is to create an informed citizenry that is equipped to self-govern in this republic. And so we uh, ensure that we're making choices that, in fact, this community wants, uh, that we teach a respect for, an appreciation of, an understanding of, and a clear thinking about what is our government structure? Why is it the way it is? And how do we function within it? And that's what this community wants. Absolutely. And it's the way to raise kids, to value the country that, they're, that they live in. And I, I agree, it's a far better historical perspective on America and gives people a reason to participate in the political systems of our country and in society at large when they see the value of being an American. So I think that's great. Another another issue certainly that's been brought up in Woodland Park is mental health. 
um, and across Colorado, mental health being just a huge issue with us being one of the number one states in suicide and youth suicide in particular. So I know there's been accusations of the Woodland Park School District or you particularly getting rid of all mental health help and access for students. I sincerely doubt that's accurate. Uh, so can you give this the real scoop on what's going on with mental health? Absolutely. Uh, first, I think it's important to understand the landscape just a little bit. We are coming out of the COVID era where the system was heavily inundated with social emotional supports, mental health supports, et cetera, uh, significantly to the detriment of actual education, uh, I must say. And I understand the period came with its challenges, but COVID is over. We are returning to pre-COVID norms and we're focusing this school district back on educating children. One of the very limited resources you have that everyone talks about how there's not enough money in education, there aren't enough instructors in education, but people forget one of the very limited resources you have is the instruction time with the student themselves. You only get so much. And in fact, they need the education. They need to be equipped to function in this world. Uh, And so we're going to make certain that we're uh, focusing on the academic success of our students. We continue to make certain that they have the mental health and emotional supports that they require and need. We have a counselor in every school. We have teachers that are trained to look for issues and patterns. We certainly communicate both with parents and with counselors where there is uh, a parent need. Uh, We ensure that the um, special needs of students are fulfilled, uh, identified and fulfilled uh, as we should. But we don't lose sight of the fact, and we won't lose sight of the fact, that public education's primary mission is to educate children. Absolutely. And it would would do very well in Colorado for more school boards and superintendents to have that perspective. That education should, in fact, be about education and something should be left to the parents and the churches and the communities to do for children. Uh, And And especially when I think an average of our kids in Colorado can read and do math, like only 40% of them can do it at grade level. And that means there's problems going on. Uh, but and it means, not there's needs for some focus, right? There's need, exactly. some, need for some focus on this education. I'll, I'll go a little further on the mental health mm-hmm. point, And that is, we also opposed the recent bill for mental health screening mm-hmm. that okay. said uh, a district may opt in to a program where all children are screened and if the child is 12 years or older, even if their parents opt out of the screening, which a parent can say, I don't want my child screened. If the child is 12 years or older, the child can say, no, let's go ahead and do that. And health services can be identified. The need for health services can be identified and the district will keep it a secret from the parents. Wow. Uh, we, we are not going to put the state between parents and their children the 14th Amendment of our Constitution has been interpreted in uh, Supreme Court law to guarantee parents the right to control the care of their own children, the health and the education of their own children. And we absolutely are not putting the school between the parent and their own children. We're informing parents. We're making certain they are a participant in the decisions about their health care and their educational uh, decisions. And, um, I think that's fundamentally important. I don't think parents in Colorado understand what's going on here. It's a, there's a, a, a pernicious grab for access to children circumventing parents' awareness. 
Right, and, uh, because it never stops there. When the government does right. insert itself between parents and children, then they're always grabbing for more. It's the next way that they can get in between parents and children. So I think you're right. That is a fundamental issue. A school should not be putting itself in between that relationship. It should be promoting and encouraging that relationship in every way that it can. That's right. And quite frankly, uh, parents have to be able to trust the school mm-hmm. to which they send their most precious yes. uh, possession, their children. And if parents can't trust the school to which they're sending their children, they're going to send them somewhere else. Absolutely. We've seen declining enrollment in this state for a number of years now out of the public education sector. And this very issue, I believe, is at the heart of it. Parents are now realizing that in many instances, they can't trust their schools to, to treat their children, to educate their children, to serve their children in a framework, and a manner that the home wants them educated in. And so um, we want to make certain the Woodland Park families know that we are absolutely going to involve the parent in their children's decisions and that we value transparency and we're not going to put ourselves between the parent and their children. Right. That's so important. Uh, Ken, I think as as our final question today, as the superintendent and you deal so much with your school board, a conservative school board of Woodland Park, I think oftentimes people on our side of the issues get really engaged in campaigns for school board members and are really excited. We flipped a number of boards in 2021, including Woodland Park. But then once that board's elected, I think often people sit back and say, oh, good, we did our job. And then the union gets very loud and attacks the school board. And sometimes there's, I think, a lack of vocal support from our side Um, and not for lack of actual support, but lack of vocal support. So what would you suggest to any parent who has, you know, kids in school in any school district in the state? Um, how can they really get involved and continue to support a conservative board or speak out at meetings if their school board isn't doing what they think is best for their kids? Well, I, I do think the speak out element is very important. It's important for parents that like the way education is going, that like the initiatives they're seeing in their school district to come and say so. So that's not just the detractors that are there speaking. People that are upset are motivated to go talk. People that are satisfied are rarely motivated to go speak about it. But it's critically important that everyone understand that there's support for these initiatives. Um, we have three directors that are up for re-election, uh, Illingworth, Bates, and Kimbrell. And uh, it, we, we need them to stay in office so we can stay the course with this educational focus that we're bringing, this, this laser focus back to academic success of students. And uh, every school district in this state where parents want to see a solid, successful academic education of their kids, every single district needs those parents to be out there talking about how important it is and supporting those boards uh, vocally. Excellent. I think that's great advice. Oh, we've been talking to Ken Witt, superintendent of the Woodland Park School District. I'm Christy Burton Brown, and thank you for listening to another episode of Advanced Colorado Rundown. You've been listening to the Advanced Colorado Rundown, brought to you by Advanced Colorado, the conservative thought leader, driving dialogue and solutions to Colorado's most critical policy issues. Find them at advancecolorado.org. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.